Chapter 19, Part 4 of A Short Account of the History of Mathematics. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This is a reading by Paul King. pjk.scripts.mit.edu forward slash pkj. A Short Account of the History of Mathematics by W. W. Rouse Ball. Chapter 19 mathematics of recent times part four clifford i may however add here a brief note on clifford who was one of the earliest english mathematicians of the latter half of this century to advocate the use of graphical and geometrical methods in preference to analysis william kingdon clifford born at exeter on may fourth eighteen forty five and died at madeira on march third eighteen seventy nine was educated at trinity college cambridge of which society he was a fellow in eighteen seventy one he was appointed professor of applied mathematics at university college london a post which he retained till his death his remarkable felicity of illustration and power of seizing analogies made him one of the most brilliant expounders of mathematical principles his health failed in eighteen seventy six when the writer of this book undertook his work for a few months clifford then went to algeria and returned at the end of the year but only to break down again in eighteen seventy eight his most important works are his theory of biquaternions on the classification of loci unfinished and the theory of graphs unfinished his canonical dissection of a riemann surface and the elements of dynamic also contain much interesting matter i next turn to the question of mechanics treated analytically the knowledge of mathematical mechanics of solids attained by the great mathematicians of the last century may be said to be summed up in the admirable mécanique analytique by lagrange and traité de mécanique by poisson and the application of the results to astronomy is illustrated by laplace's mécanique céleste these works have been already described the mechanics of fluids is more difficult than that of solids and the theory is less advanced theoretical statics especially the theory of potential and attractions has received considerable attention from mathematicians of this century i have already mentioned that the introduction of the idea of the potential is due to lagrange and it occurs in a memoir of a date as early as seventeen seventy three the idea was at once grasped by laplace who in his memoir of seventeen eighty four used it freely and to whom the credit of the invention was formerly somewhat unjustly attributed in the same memoir laplace also extended to space of three dimensions the idea of circular harmonic analysis which had been introduced by legendre in seventeen eighty three green george green was one of the earliest writers of this century who investigated further the properties of the potential green was born near nottingham in seventeen ninety three in a humble condition in life and died at cambridge in eighteen forty one although self-educated he contrived to get access to various mathematical books and in eighteen twenty seven wrote a paper on the potential in which the term was first introduced proved its chief properties and applied the results to electricity and magnetism this contains the important theorem now known by his name 
this remarkable paper was seen by some neighbors who were able to appreciate the power shewn in it it was published by subscription in eighteen twenty eight but does not seem to have attracted much attention at first similar results were independently established in eighteen thirty nine by gauss to whom their general dissemination was due in eighteen thirty two and eighteen thirty three green presented papers to the cambridge philosophical society on the equilibrium of fluids and on attractions in space of n dimensions and in the latter year his memoir on the motion of a fluid agitated by the vibrations of a solid ellipsoid was read before the royal society of edinburgh in eighteen thirty three he entered at caius college cambridge and was subsequently elected to a fellowship he then threw himself into original work and produced in eighteen thirty seven his paper on the motion of waves in a canal and on the reflection and refraction of sound and light in the latter the geometrical laws of sound and light are deduced by the principle of energy from the undulatory theory the phenomenon of total reflection is explained physically and certain properties of the vibrating medium are deduced he also discussed the propagation of light in any crystalline medium. Of Gauss's work on attractions, I have already spoken. The theory of level surfaces and lines of force is largely due to Chaslis, who also determined the attraction of an ellipsoid at any external point. I ought not to leave the subject of theoretical statics without mentioning Mobius. August Ferdinand Mobius, professor at Leipzig, who was born at Schelpforta on November 17, 1790, and died on September 26, 1868, was one of the best known of Gauss's pupils. He published his Bericentrisches Calcul in 1826. His collected works were published at Leipzig in four volumes, 1885 to 1887. Among living writers I may allude to sir robert stalwell ball laundian professor in the university of cambridge born in dublin on july first eighteen forty who issued his theory of screws in eighteen seventy six theoretical dynamics has been studied by most of the writers above mentioned in addition to these i may repeat that the principle of varying action was elaborated by sir william hamilton in eighteen twenty seven and the hamiltonian equations were given in eighteen thirty five and i may call attention to bertrand's work on dynamics the use of generalized coordinates introduced by lagrange has become the customary means of attacking dynamical as well as many physical problems the standard english textbook on the dynamics of rigid bodies is that by dr routh on the mechanics of fluids liquids and gases apart from the physical theories on which they rest i propose to say nothing except to refer to the memoirs of green sir george stokes lord kelvin better known as sir william thompson and von helmholtz the fascinating but difficult theory of vortex rings is due to the two writers last mentioned one problem in it has been also considered by j j thompson but it is a subject which is as yet rather beyond our powers of analysis the subject of sound may be treated in connection with hydrodynamics but on this i would refer the reader who wishes for further information to the work published at cambridge in eighteen seventy seven by lord raleigh recently cavendish professor in the university of cambridge theoretical astronomy is included in or at any rate closely connected with theoretical dynamics 
Among those who in this century have devoted themselves to the study of theoretical astronomy, the name of Gauss is one of the most prominent. To his work I have already alluded. Bessel the best known of Gauss's contemporaries was Frederick Wilhelm Bessel, who was born in Minden on July 22, 1784, and died at Königsberg on March 17, 1846. Bessel commenced his life as a clerk on board ship, but in 1806 he became an assistant in the observatory at Lilienthal, and was thence in 1801 promoted to be director of the new Prussian observatory at Königsberg, where he continued to live during the remainder of his life. Bessel introduced into pure mathematics those functions which are now called by his name. This was in 1824, though their use is indi indicated in a memoir seven years earlier, but his most notable achievements were the reduction, given in his Fundamenta Astronomiae, Königsberg, 1818, of the Greenwich observations by Bradley of 3,222 stars, and his determination of the annual parallax of 61 Cygni. Bradley's observations have been recently reduced again by Dr. A. Auers of Berlin. The Verrier among the astronomical events of this century, the discovery of the planet Neptune by Le Verrier and Adams is one of the most striking. Urbain Jean-Joseph Le Verrier, the son of a petty government employee in Normandy, was born at Saint-Lô on March 11, 1811, and died at Paris on September 23, 1877. He was educated at the Polytechnic School, and in 1837 was appointed as lecturer on astronomy there. His earliest researches in astronomy were communicated to the Academy in 1839. In these he calculated, within much narrower limits than Laplace had done, the extent within which the inclinations and eccentricities of the planetary orbits vary. The independent discovery in 1846 by Le Verrier and Adams of the planet Neptune, by means of the disturbance it produced on the orbit of Uranus, attracted general attention to physical astronomy, and strengthened the opinion as to the universality of gravity. In 1855 Le Verrier succeeded Arago as director of the Paris Observatory, and reorganized it in accordance with the requirements of modern astronomy. He now set himself the task of discussing the theoretical investigations of the planetary motions, and of revising all tables which involve them. He lived just long enough to sign the last proof-sheet of this work. Adams The co-discoverer of Neptune was John Couch Adams, who was born in Cornwall on June 5, 1819, educated at St. John's College, Cambridge, subsequently appointed to Laundian Professor in the University, and Director of the Observatory, and who died at Cambridge on January 21, 1892. There are three important problems which are especially associated with the name of Adams. The first of these is his discovery of the planet Neptune from the perturbations it produced on the orbit of Uranus. In point of time, this was slightly earlier than Laverrier's investigation. The second memoir to which I referred 
was on the secular acceleration of the moon's mean motion philosophical transactions eighteen fifty five volume one hundred forty three page three hundred seventy seven laplace had calculated this on the hypothesis that it was caused by the eccentricity of the earth's orbit and had obtained a result which agreed substantially with the value it deduced from a comparison of the records of ancient and modern eclipses adams shewed that certain terms in an expression had been neglected and that if they were taken into account the result was only about one-half that found by laplace the correctness of the calculations of adams was denied by plena ponteculant and other continental astronomers but delaunay in france and cayley in england verified the work the third investigation connected with the name of adams is his determination of the orbit of the leonids or shooting stars which were especially conspicuous in november eighteen sixty six and whose period is about thirty three years newton of yale had shewn that there were only five possible orbits adams calculated the disturbance which would be produced by the planets on the motion of the node of the orbit of a swarm of meteors in each of these cases and found that this disturbance agreed with the observations for one of the possible orbits but for none of the others hence the orbit was known other well-known astronomers of this century are giovanni antonio amadeo plena born at voghera on november eighth seventeen eighty one and died at turin on january twentieth eighteen sixty four whose work on the motion of the moon was published in eighteen thirty two philip gustave durchet count pontecolon born in seventeen ninety five and died at pontecolon on july twenty first eighteen seventy one charles eugene d'alaunay born at lausigny on april ninth eighteen sixteen and drowned off cherbourg on august third eighteen seventy two whose work on the lunar theory indicates the best method yet suggested for the analytical investigations of the whole problem and whose incomplete lunar tables are among the astronomical achievements of this century and peter andrew hansen born at schleswig on december eighth seventeen ninety five and died at gotha where he was head of the observatory on march twenty eighth eighteen seventy four who compiled the lunar tables published in london in eighteen fifty seven and celebrated the most delicate methods yet known for the determination of lunar and planetary perturbations for an account of these me numerous memoirs see the transactions of the royal society of london for eighteen seventy six to eighteen seventy seven among living mathematicians i may mention the following names felix tesserin of paris born in eighteen forty five whose mecanique celeste forms a worthy pendant to laplace's work of the same title george william hill born in new york in eighteen thirty eight and until recently on the staff of american ephemeris who in eighteen eighty four determined the inequalities of the moon's motion due to the non-spherical figure of the earth an investigation which completed delaunay's lunar theory hill also dealt with the secular motion of the moon's perigee and the motion of a planet's perigee under certain conditions and he has written on the analytical theory of the moon of jupiter and saturn with a view to the preparation of tables of their positions at any given time simon newcomb born in nova scotia on march twelfth eighteen thirty five superintendent of the american ephemeris 
who re-examined the Greenwich observations from the earliest times, applied the result to the lunar theory, and revised Hansen's tables. George Howard Dowron of Trinity College, Cambridge, born in Kent in 1845, now Plumian professor in the University of Cambridge, who has written on the effect of tides on viscous spheroids, the development of planetary systems by means of tidal friction, the mechanics of meteoric swarms, etc. Perhaps also I may here mention Poincaré, who has discussed the difficult problem of three bodies and the form assumed by a massive fluid under its own attraction. Within the last half century, the results of spectrum analysis have been applied to determine the constitution and directions of motions of the heavenly bodies to and from the earth. The early history of spectrum analysis will be always associated with the names of Gustav Robert Kirchhoff and A. J. Angstrom of Uppsala and Sir George Stokes of Cambridge, but it pertains to optics rather than to astronomy. Within the last few years, the range of astronomy has been still further extended by the art of photography. To what new developments this may lead, it is as yet impossible to say. Mathematical Physics An account of the history of mathematics in this century would not be other than misleading if there were no reference to the application of it to numerous problems in heat, elasticity, light, electricity, and other physical subjects. The history of mathematical physics is, however, so extensive that I could not pretend to do it justice even were its consideration properly included in a history of mathematics. Moreover, it is so closely connected with the works of living physicists, notably of von Helmholtz and of Lord Kelvin, better known as Sir William Thomson, that I may consider it outside the limits I have laid down for myself in this chapter. It is, however, interesting to note that the advance in our knowledge of physics is largely due to the application to it of mathematics, and every year it becomes more difficult for an experimenter to make any mark on the subject unless he is also a mathematician. Amongst recent writers on mathematical physics, excluding all reference to experimental physics, as also to theories to which mathematical analysis has not yet been applied, I may specially mention the following, whose names are here arranged alphabetically, though the list does not in any way profess to be complete or exhaustive. J. Boussinesque of Paris, who has written on optics. Ludwig Boltzmann of Vienna whose writings greatly extended the kinetic theory of gases and have done something to bring the molecular physics within the domain of mathematics. Rudolf Julius Emanuel Clausius, born at Koslin on January 2, 1822, had died at Bonn, where he was professor of physics in August 1888, who was among the earliest to discuss the subject of heat from a mathematical point of view. Klebsch who discussed the elasticity of solid bodies. Julius Wilhelm Richard Dedekind, who is the author of a remarkable memoir on the vibrations of a liquid ellipsoid, which is treated as a problem in pure mathematics. Michael Faraday, 
born at Newington on September 22, 1791, and died at Hampton Court on August 25, 1867, who had a special gift in deducing results by general reasoning from fundamental principles, and in disentangling those principles from the symbols in which they are usually expressed. For further details, see the biographies of Tyndall, 2nd edition, 1870, Bence-Jones, 1870, or Dr. Gladstone, 1872. George Francis Fitzgerald, professor in Dublin, born there on August 3, 1851, who has written on electromagnetism and optics. John Bernard Léon Foucault, born at Paris on September 18, 1819, and died there of paralysis on February 11, 1868, whose chief memoirs were on the predictability of photography, 1840, on the electric lamp, 1849, on the determination of the velocity of light in 1850, but repeated with improvements in 1862, on his demonstration of the diurnal motion of the earth by means of the rotation of the plane of oscillation of a simple pendulum, 1851, on the gyroscope, 1852, on the rotation of a copper disc between the poles of a magnet, 1855, and on a polarizer, 1857. For further details, see La Vie ses Travaux de Léon Foucault by J. A. Lissajous, Paris, 1875, and also a notice by J. Bertrand, preface to the collected edition of Foucault's works, Paris, 1878. J. Willard Gibbs of Yale, America, who has written on the thermodynamics and Maxwell's electromagnetic theory. Richard Tetley Glazebrook of Trinity College, Cambridge, born at Liverpool on September 18, 1854, who has written on optics and electricity. His report in the Transactions of the British Association, 1885, on theories of optics, contains a valuable summary of most of the mathematical researches on that subject during this century and prior to the date of the report. After a brief allusion to the views of Green, Cauchy, McCulloch, and F. E. Newman, he describes the more recent work according as it comes under the simple elastic solid theory, or theories assuming an action between matter and ether, or Maxwell's electromagnetic theory. Green, whose physical memoirs were mostly on the theory of waves. Von Helmholtz, who is in the front rank of all departments of mathematics and physics. His collected papers were published in two volumes, Leipzig, 1882-1883. Oliver Heaviside, who has written on the mathematical theories of optics and electromagnetism. Lord Kelvin, or Sir William Thompson, professor at Glasgow, born at Belfast, June 1824, who has enriched every department of physics by his researches. His collected papers were published at Cambridge, Volume 1 in 1882, and Volume 2 in 1884, and Volume 3 in 1890. Gustav Robert Kirchhoff, Professor in physics, first at Heidelberg and then at Berlin, born at Königsberg on March 12, 1824, and died in Berlin October 17, 1887, whose name will always be associated with the history of spectrum analysis and his researches on elasticity. His collected papers were published at Leipzig in 1882 
in 1882. Gabriel Lamet, born at Tours on July 22, 1795, and died at Paris in 1870, where he was professor at the Polytechnic School, whose best-known works are his Course on Physics, 1836, his Treatise on Elasticity, 1852, his Work on Functions, 1857, an Essay on the Curvilinear Coordinates, 1859, and lastly his Theory of Heat, 1861. He also wrote memoirs on different points in the theory of numbers. James Clerk Maxwell, born at Edinburgh on June 13, 1831, and died at Cambridge on November 5, 1879, where he was professor of experimental physics. His most important works were his memoir in 1859 on the stability of Saturn's rings, various articles on color, his memoir on the electromagnetic field, his electricity and magnetism issued in 1873, his theory of heat published in 1871, and his elementary textbook on matter and motion to these i may add his memoir on reciprocal figures which are useful in graphics and his papers on molecular theory of gases and cognate subjects his electricity and magnetism has revolutionized the treatment of the subject poisson and gauss had explained the phenomenon of electrostatics by attraction and repulsions between imponderable particles while lord kelvin sir william thompson in eighteen forty six has shewn that that the effects might be supposed analogous to a flow of heat from various sources of electricity properly distributed in electrodynamics the theory then generally current was that proposed by w e weber in which the attraction between electrified particles depends on their relative motion and position maxwell rejected all these hypotheses and explained the phenomenon by stresses and motions of a material medium he concluded by shewing that if the medium were the same as the so-called luminiferous ether the velocity of light would be equal to the ratio of the electromagnetic and electrostatic units subsequent experiments have tended to confirm this conclusion for fuller details his collected works cambridge two volumes eighteen ninety and his life by l campbell and w garnett london eighteen eighty two may be consulted mcculloch who wrote on physical optics Franz Ernst Neumann of Königsberg, born at Uckermark on September 11, 1798, who wrote on elasticity and light. William John Rankine of Glasgow, born at Edinburgh on July 5, 1820, and died December 24, 1872, whose discoveries in thermodynamics and hydromechanics will be found in the collected edition of his works issued in London in 1881. Lord Rayleigh, born on November 12, 1842, who, besides some classical papers on the mathematics of physical optics, has written the Standard English Work on Sound, published at Cambridge in 1877. Barret de saint venant whose researches on elasticity and torsion are well known. Sir George Gabriel Stokes, most of whose papers on hydromechanics or optics or allied subjects, these memoirs have been recently collected and published by the University of Cambridge. Peter Guthrie Tate, professor in Edinburgh, born at Dalkeith on April 28, 1831, who has written on the mathematics of various physical subjects, and especially on the molecular theory of gases. 
Joseph John Thompson, of Trinity College and Cavendish Professor in the University of Cambridge, born at Manchester on December 18, 1856, who has written on vortex rings and the application of generalized coordinates to various physical problems. I may also allude to his report on the transactions of the British Association, 1885, on electric theories which he classifies into those not founded on the principle of conservation of energy such as those of ampere grassmann stefan and Kortweg, those which rest on assumptions concerning the velocities and positions of electrified particles such as those of gauss w e weber riemann and clausius those which require the existence of a kind of energy of which we have no other knowledge such as the theory of c newman those which rest on the dynamical considerations but in which no account is taken of the action of the dielectric such as the theory of f e newman and finally those which rest on the dynamical considerations and in which the action of the dielectric is considered such as maxwell's theory in the report these theories are described criticized and compared with the results of experiments Wilhelm Eduard Weber died in 1891, whose most important investigations were in connection with electrodynamics. His works are being produced by the Royal Society of Göttingen, Volume 1, edited by W. Voigt, Berlin, 1892. And Gustav Heinrich Wiedemann of Bale, born October 2, 1826, who is the author of an admirable textbook on electricity and allied subjects, four volumes, 1882 to 1885. I am well aware that the above list excludes many who have studied physics from a strictly mathematical point of view, and I give it not as an account of a contemporary work, but as a pendant to this chapter, which may serve as an indication of the subjects discussed by many mathematicians in recent times, illustrated by the names of a few of them. To make it more than this would involve the knowledge to which I can make no pretense. End of part 37. Reading by Paul King. Mississauga, Ontario. pjk.scripts.mit.edu forward slash pkj this is the end of a short account of the history of mathematics by w w rouseball